and welcome to the Burt's Books Podcast. Uh, Michael is here with me. Hello. Hiya. Oh, sorry, you say you're with me. You're in my flat. Well, yes. I mean, this is new news. This is new news. I've moved. You've moved. Michael was before. I don't know if we told them. No, but Michael was before uh, living in my spare room. And now I get some space away from him. And I've brilliant. come here to record a podcast. Yeah. Oh. He's been at work all day. <coughs> he got home for an hour. And then I turned up with a microphone and a laptop saying, guess what? <laughs> One day I'll be free of him. One day, but not today. Um, have you read many books lately? No, I've been moving. No, you've been moving. So you've got one book to tell. I can give you seventy-five percent of a book. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, that's interesting because you can then update us next time yes, on whether it was uh, the way I thought it was going to. Yes. Any good or not? Uh, I've got two books. Lovely. To tell you about today. So shall I go first? You go first. One. I'll do the middle. I will tell you about my first one on the other side of this music. Over the last sort of year or so, I have been binge listening yes. to the um, that podcast by no the QIs. That's it. No yes. such thing as a fish. And it's really <clears throat> interesting. And it's the, the, it's the second best podcast I listen to. Uh, you do not listen to my other podcast. It's the third best podcast I listen Wonderful. to. Wonderful. That's shelf life. Just in case you you at home aren't aware of it, go and find it. Uh, no, but I was listening to it, and one of the guys on it, one of the QILs, Andy Hunter Murray, uh, has written a book. He had two, in fact. Yes. Two, two now. Yes. But you read it, so yes, I, I thought I would give it a go. Yes. And I did, and it's called The Last Day um, by Andrew Hunter Murray, if I'm full naming him. Shall I read the blurb? Do. A world half in darkness, a secret she must bring to light, 2059. The world has stopped turning. One half suffers an endless frozen night, the other nothing but burning sun. Only in a slim, twilit region between them can life survive. In an isolationist Britain clinging on in the twilight zone, scientist Ellen Hopper receives a letter from a dying man. It contains a powerful and dangerous secret, one that those in power will kill to conceal. So Ellen mm. Hopper is yes. our hero, our she heroine, yes. and she is living out on a oil rig yes. in the uh, in the ocean somewhere. It's the Atlantic Ocean. There's all that's not frozen. Yes, or burnt away. Yes, and um, she then gets this letter from a, uh, like her mentor, etc., and she's whisked away back to the mainland for the first time in a while, and she's sort of confronted with what life is like there now. Um, and it's not changed massively for her, but it has changed massively for us as a reader. It's not like what we know. Yeah, not at all. Um, so the world has stopped spinning, and part of, as, it, as the blurb says, part of it is in just baking hot sunlight. Part of it is absolutely dark. And communications have been cut off. Satellites don't work anymore. Yeah, the internet's gone, hasn't it? Yeah, well, the internet's gone. Um, most of Europe is is like this bread basket they call it so it's it's where they send people to go and work to grow food yeah because so you've got the scorching heat side which is sort of most of america and the west coast of the atlantic you've got the frozen side which now permanently points out to space which is much of asia and australia and that side is just dead now and so the bit that survives is sort of the stripe that contains britain western europe and anything of Africa that's beneath us. Mm. But Britain is kind of the bit that most people are now living on. 
Yes, just out of there is nowhere else to go. It's, it's too hot in Britain to really grow anything. So a lot of the food is grown in Europe or it's a little bit cooler, but then there's no room for everyone to live in Europe. So. Yeah. And it's um, and then part of part of Britain is sort of uh, sectioned off for the Americans and they're living down there in their own little... Yes, they've taken Sussex, I believe. I think they, they have, yes. Yeah. my neck of the woods. I don't yeah. care for that. Um, um, yes. Yanks. I know. Get them out of there. I know. Um, and <clears throat> I... So, so this story then becomes this sort of run-of-the-mill, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, but a run-of-the-mill kind of espionage-type thriller. Yes. This character is on the run. There's people trying to stop her from finding out these secrets. She's finding dead bodies all over the place, and she's getting closer and closer to the secret, and as she does, it's becoming more and more dangerous, and it starts to become obvious that there may be one or maybe more people who are what's the word treacherous um, yes traitorous they're, yes. they're sort yeah, of yeah. going against her and she's starting to work out who she can trust and who she can't i was i'll be honest a little bit disappointed interesting because i feel like it didn't really do enough with the conceit of the world having stopped okay turning uh it it it, it does it's not a story about the world stopping turning we're 30 years into it and the world has stopped yeah and people are living with it so we don't see how people adjust or anything we've we've just seen this new world and we see we don't really see much of what life is like in this world like with this just how do you sleep with constant sunlight when you go out at night there's bits about the curfew that are briefly explained yes but then, of course yeah. but then they don't really go into lots of detail about it and as I said it becomes this bit of a thriller but I, I happen to screw you actually I really like the idea that it's set in the bit it's, it's we're not we, we do get a backstory of how it happened and how the world fell apart during the slowing down because it did it did the world <clears throat> the world didn't just immediately stop it did slow down gradually and there's a science behind it that um, Murray has researched which apparently is as accurate as it could be. This is never going to happen, but this is the only way it possibly could. Um, and so I, we do find out what happened with the slowdown. I like that we've gone straight later on, but then I do understand your point is then that it's not a lot isn't explored. But that is because you need to, if you're going to explore a world like that, you need to have someone new coming into it who's never seen the world. Whereas everyone in this story knows what this world is like. They're not sitting around going, oh, do you remember that time when the sun stop thinking Com- completely know. get that and I think it's right that he didn't yes, do that yeah. I think though that you could take the plot of her receiving a letter and trying to from this old mentor yeah. who used to work in government yeah. and government is keeping a secret I think you could take that and put it in any world any almost any modern day setting and not have to change very much of course of course I don't think the conceit of the world having <clears throat> stopped really changed the concept of the main plot no, true, but I think sometimes it's just sort of quite fun to give, have a different exploration. And he's allowed to talk about different things. I think, really, the book is a, a, a talk about... Um, it's all the analogy for immigration and how we treat that, because obviously Britain is now, in this book, a place where many people want to come to, which is obviously a point in our real world as well, you know. So he's able to talk about immigration in a way that doesn't necessarily then offend or go politically against 
yeah. status quo and he can be a bit open and kind of go, well, it's not like this world, obviously, but actually, yes, of course it's like this world. Yeah, and I can see that, and I guess that's where the conceit does get used. Yeah. Um, he's used, he's made a thing that names that Britain is the only place that people really want to yeah. live. Yeah, yeah. And this is what happens when the world tries to move there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're right um, from but that I'd... point of view, but the, but, but the rest of it, the... The, it doesn't inform the plot in any way. No, really. it doesn't. It doesn't. But I, I like a good world building, and I'm with you that there are bits that you just kind of get, you get snatches of something or other, and you kind of go, oh, I want to know more about that. Yeah. But the characters aren't going to sit around and discuss that. There isn't time. So no. You're going to get oh. But I and I think that um, as much as I'm sort of saying I'm disappointed, that's a credit to his writing. Yeah. Because he's made this really interesting world. The world I want really, to know more about. Yeah. The world really holds up. Yes. its own thing and I you know, want to read more about that world as well and I thought what I liked was he made some comment really early on um, like everyone thought that we'd, when the world stopped turning um, we'd all fall off um, yeah. but actually gravity is still a thing yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's because that's what I was thinking I'll mm. be honest it's like well surely if the world stopped spinning would would we still all would would the would the gravity still be the same? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the electromagnetic field isn't there anymore, or is it? I don't well, know. Well, yeah, good point. Yeah. Um. Uh. So what? That's that was kind of I wanted to know more about because I'm 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 really interested in the sciencey sort of bits. Yes. I wanted to know what 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 happened to the bees? Where did the electromagnetic field go? Yeah. How how have we as a human race survived even if it is only and a sort of section of us. An incredibly adaptable species. Yeah. But what did we have to adapt to? Yeah. I, didn't, I find we didn't get no, enough No, I know what that. you mean. I know. I, I see your points, but I still really liked it. Have you read his latest one? I haven't yet, no. It is on the list to do, because um, everyone says about that that it, there is... Basically, it, it's very hard to find any information about it, because it sort of gives you the summary everywhere, but I've never found anyone telling you what it's really about so I'm really curious as to what's going to be because it's only just come out yes it's called called The Sanctuary yeah and I think from what I've gathered it's again a bit sci-fi-y but it's not it's not the same world as The Last Day and it's not our world again it's a slightly slightly askew world once more okay well I am interested and I may have to check it out please do Um, I I, I would definitely I would recommend this book yeah um I, and I would recommend it to people who want a good thriller. I don't know that I'd necessarily recommend it to science fiction fans. Maybe, yes. I think it probably is more thriller than science fiction. The other thing is, well, obviously, Andrew Hunter Murray is a com- comedian, comedy actor, and pod- comedy podcaster. This book is not funny. It's not funny at all. It's I not mean, funny at all. It, it's brilliant, but it's not funny. That's not to do it down. No, no, it's, not at all. But it's not a laugh but a minute. Yeah, don't go for it. Go like, it's always funny. He's really funny on the podcast. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that's not what he's done. Um, guess what? Available at birdsbooks.co.uk? Exactly. As is the sanctuary, his latest. Yes, it is, yes. Wonderful. Get on it. So, you managed to finish one. I can give you a review of 75% of a book. Which 75% of the book is it? The first 75%. Okay, good. Let's go with that That's then. fine. What, what is the book? Uh, the book is The Plot by Jean Hanf Corlitz. And what is the plot of the plot? The plot of the plot is... When a young writer dies before completing his first novel, his teacher, Jake, himself a failed novelist, helps himself to its plot. The resulting book is a phenomenal success, but Jake worries. What if somebody out there knows? Somebody does, and if Jake can't figure out who he's dealing with, he risks something far worse than the loss of his career. So, Jake is a novelist who had quite a good success with his novel originally, and then has never managed to 
capture that again with a second or a third. Um, and now he's teaching creative writing at university in uh, New York State. Uh, no, in Vermont, sorry. Uh, and then he has one of his students there is very arrogant and very oh yeah, I don't really think you could teach me anything, buddy. But I just need an agent. I need you know I've got the I've got the best plot ever. And um, during a tutorial, he breaks them and she tells Jake what this plot is. Um, and we don't, as of yet, find out what this plot is. Okay, so it is just J- Jake just goes. And it was amazing. It's unlike any plot I've ever heard before. It is phenomenal. It's it's going to be a big. It's going to be on all the book clubs, all the talk shows, all the. It's going to be a film. It's going to be you know. It's going to be amazing, and um, you know. But we we do see uh, two pages of uh, Evan the the writer's books. We see the opening bit, and you go yeah, it's it's fine. Um, and then it cuts to a few years later, and uh, Jake is um, at a writers' conference. And he meets, uh, like, uh, not a conference, a like, um, uh, writing retreat weekend thing. Okay, and he yeah. meets someone who's very, very arrogant and reminds him a lot of Evan. And it makes him go, hang on, where, where's Evan's book? Because that book was amazing. That was going to be the big thing. It's never come up. Um, he looks up Evan Parker and discovers that he's dead. So then Jake goes, well, if that book never existed, I'll have the plot thing because it's amazing. Yeah. And then it cuts a few years later and Jake is internationally well-renowned, famous, successful, having dinner with Steven Spielberg, who's adapting the book for film um and is yeah and then is like but we still don't really we, we as readers still know what this plot is but everyone's saying how amazing it is and then he starts getting messages from someone saying you're a thief you're a plagiarist i know you stole this that's uh, it's an interesting uh <coughs> plot yes um, because i feel like it's come up i feel did you read a ladder to the sky yes john boy yes it's very yes similar it's similar about, yes, isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. But is it in, is it told in the same kind of tone? No, I don't think so. It, it's it's um quite a light tone. It's quite funny, but it is also it get increasingly thrillery. You know, there is genuine tension as to who this person is who's coming in and what this person wants. Because you know, if Evan didn't write the book, then what can you do about it? There's a lot in there about um, plagiarism and ownership of ideas and stories because you can't you can't um, copyright a title. Then mind a plot. No. So, and, and as um, Jake keeps explaining, to justify himself, I think, really, is that all stories are borrowed from all other stories. Yeah. You know, as he and points out he, one I mean, point, The Lion King is Hamlet. So, you know... And did he write the story? He, so he's written the book, yes. And, every, and so every, everything he remembered from Evan's version, he's changed and got rid of. Right. So, it, so when he only ever saw the first couple of pages anyway. So he's then just extracted. So he's kept the main he's kept plot, the, the whole but he's plot. changed names. Yeah, and, so yeah. the plot is all exactly the same, but he's changed details. Right. And it's this this single plot that everyone's going, oh, this is amazing. But there's nothing in there, as far as he's concerned, that can translate it back to Evan. But obviously, somebody's somebody knows. Somebody knows. Evan told somebody else this plot that he was closely guarding. And 75% of the way through, yes. are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. I am desperate... Uh, to finish it now and see where this ends because we still have no resolution. I don't actually think I know where it's going either, whether we will find out who's behind this and what this means for Jake. I'm so you still don't know at this point? No, still no idea. The messages, the messages are becoming more, uh, becoming louder and people are more taking what notes. So at first he, he gets like, just got the tweets saying, or he first gets some private messages saying, I know, he, he, I know you've stolen this. And then a Twitter account appears that keeps just saying, Jake's stole this book. 
Um, I might just randomly message an author and say, yes. I, know I've, I know you've sold this and see what happens. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it starts gaining traction and book, book bloggers pick up on it and news picks up on it and goes, what's this about? What's this about? I don't understand what you're talking about. You know, but this book sold four million copies at this point already. Yeah. And now so everyone's going, have we all been taken for fools? Um, and his publishers are trying to say, that don't take it seriously. People are just jealous. It's all fine. You haven't done anything. But he sort of has. But has he? Because well, this is it. This is an interesting... Know. I mean, forget about the um so he's taken this plot yeah okay but if as far as he is aware evan hasn't told anyone about this plot apart no, from him evan was very so and evan never wrote it he died, and he didn't write it no and he he died very shortly after so you've got you um, know of this amazing story thing. yeah um, get it out there. Get it out there. I guess probably you should credit Evan in some way as I, having inspired you. I think you probably, or... yeah, you give him that. You just say, you know, you would at least put in a thing, this is based on an idea had by the, you know, someone yeah. I knew who is who's no longer with us. Sort of but thing. legally, he's not done anything wrong. Not that I can see, no. Unless Evan had published it somehow, but there's no... But, yeah. but, but, but because the story is so great to according to everybody... It would they would know about it if it had been published elsewhere. Yes, of course. Because it's apparently unique. It's not one of the seven basic plots. It's something entirely different. And I'm curious as to whether we're going to find out what that is. Well, I because can't imagine you will. I don't know, because occasionally you get... Um, every few chapters, you get a few pages from Jake's novel. Right. And you can't, and the, But weirdly, there's nothing in there that's making you go, I've never seen this before. It, it is so... What has the author has the author come up with something that is entirely entirely unique and will make everyone go wow? But also, I think in our reflecting life, if they had, you would know about this book already. Yeah, because he'd have written this. Yeah, and and if he had, he'd have written that story. Exactly. Not this one. Yes, exactly. So it, I, I yeah, I'm very curious as to whether we'll find out or not. I, I'm gonna lay money that you don't. I'm gonna suggest money we don't as well. Yeah, but um, you have curious. made me want to read it, but Good. I was just thinking. Um, can I now read it? Because if I read it, we're going to have to talk about it again on the podcast. I'm going to talk about it again because I haven't finished it yet. So well, that's true. We can talk about the last 25% exactly. instead. Exactly. Wonderful. Um, you can get it, I think, at birthbooks.co.uk. I think so. If not, it'll be there by the time. Have you added um, it to the website? I think I did. If Wonderful. not, it'll be there by the time you're listening to this. Brilliant. We'll, we'll get, we'll, you can go there and buy it then. Yes. Wonderful. So, this week, we had a visit in the shop. So, you remember, I mean, I know it was a long time ago, but you remember last week? Yes. It was very, very busy in the shop. It was. We had all sorts of people coming in. All sorts of people. Well, we only had one visitor this week. Yes. And a lovely visitor she was indeed. She was indeed. Harriet Evans. Uh, oh, she's written her. 13 or 14 books. She can't remember. Okay, good. Um, good. So, uh, she's, uh, but her latest is The Beloved Girls. And she was coming into the shop and she wanted to record a podcast, which we will be telling you about very, very soon. Mm -hmm. And But uh, we need to get on because we've got 10% left on my laptop. <laughs> so we better okay, be quick. Yes. Um, I'll quickly read you the blurb. Yes. A successful London barrister, Catherine Christoph, goes missing the day before her wedding anniversary. The clue to her disappearance, it seems, lies 30 years in the past. Somerset, 1989. Janie Lestrange arrives to stay for the summer at the grand old house of the Hunter family. 
But something is wrong behind the beautiful facades of veins. Janie's childhood friend Kitty Hunter, her brother, and their eccentric parents, once so welcoming, do not seem to want her there. It's only as the night of an ancient and mysterious family ritual looms closer that Janie comes to realise they need her. Decades later, the tragic events of that unforgettable summer still cast the darkest shadow. Can the truth about what happened that night ever be brought into the light? So, this is... I read this because Harriet was coming, yes. and I was going to be interviewing her. I hadn't finished it. Okay. I was, I was probably about 75% of the way through. Right. Um, so, I, I had enough to interview her yeah. about, but I wasn't quite sure how it ended. Uh, in terms of how the book is set out, uh, it starts off in 2018 uh, with Catherine, and you get about 100 pages or so. It's quite a big book. Okay. So the premise of her going missing, that takes up like the first 100 pages or so. It's right. not a... It, you, you learn about her life yeah. before she goes missing. Okay. Then it goes back to the 80s, and you learn about her life at this... visiting this, uh, this, this family at this place called Vanes, this house, down in sort of in Cornwall area... And there's this big tradition around collecting of honey from these beehives, and that's kind of what the family are working up to. But it's the 18th birthday of the twins of the family as well, right. so it's a big, big summer for yeah. them. They're coming of age. And then you also, as it goes on, you then go back to the 50s, and you learn about how Janie's mother, Janie's father, met uh, the mother of this family, Sylvia. Okay. And you uh, you learn about that and how she then met the father of the family. So you, you really delve into this history yeah. and you find out all these secrets. And it's a really, I mean, like I say, it's about 500-odd pages. It's a big old book. And it just really dives into this history. It's not something, it's not the genre of book that I read very regularly. Okay. Partly because uh, I, I'm, I, I see some of these big books and I think, no, I don't want to read that. I want to read two other books. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. And I, I mean, I, I really do enjoy reading these books when I get into them. But they're not twisty-turny kind of books. And I sometimes feel like I can see where they're going. But I wasn't entirely sure where this one was going. Right. It was, because of this tradition that they were building up to, this, this collection of honey, what, what, what Catherine had done when she, when she mysteriously mis disappeared off this train station, mm -hmm. and how she relates to Kitty and Janie. Right. Um, and you learn, actually, Kitty is short for Catherine. But then of course. you think, you, you start off from Catherine's point of view in... 2018, you go back to Janie's point of view in, two, in 1989, and you start to wonder, okay, has Janie taken on the mantle of Catherine? Has right. she become her? Because she, as Catherine is estranged from the Hunter family, why is that? Has yeah. Janie taken on her sort of thing? But then as you go further through the book, you see things from Kitty's point of view as well, mm -hmm. um, and you think, well, maybe she didn't disappear. Maybe, uh, maybe you know, maybe... She didn't take her name. Yeah, Maybe yeah. Kitty is the Catherine of the modern day. Okay. Um, so it, Ooh, intrigue. It, it's, it's predictable in one sense, but also it throws enough doubt into it that however, whichever way you've made up your mind, yeah. it's going to make you doubt your decision. Oh, nice. Um, in terms of the ending, the 25% that I read after I spoke to yes. Harriet, uh, yeah, it kind of worked for me it, yeah it played into what i was thinking that's good um but it gave enough surprises still that uh it wasn't boring 
and you don't think it would disappoint anybody who had a different idea in mind it would still make no, enough sense I think, to kind of go yeah that I think obviously it, was the, the I think it, it makes perfect sense yeah. there is there is one character that you don't quite know exactly what happened okay. to them but that plays into the paranoia of Catherine in the first hundred right, pages right yeah yeah uh, because it, you don't know basically in that first hundred pages he sees a woman and then he turns a corner and the woman's not there anymore right and so you don't know if this woman's real or in Catherine's head um, and this woman whoever she might have been in the past whichever character you've got now in the present whether that's Janie or Kitty uh, I mean that's essentially the mystery yeah, uh, yeah. Is, this, this, is this Catherine Janie or Kitty and if this woman that she's seeing is she Kitty or Janie you know right yeah um, and actually it plays into that yeah. a lot and what's quite nice about it is it never really resolves what actually happened to that character oh, so okay. the woman that appeared in the first hundred pages or so she could have been real but she might not have been she could have been in Catherine's head oh, I like a bit of unresolved yeah sometimes. and it, it, I like unresolved when it's done right yeah if it's done correctly otherwise it's just like a plot thread hanging you're going well I was, yeah. I was enjoying it and, and maybe if I read it Maybe if I reread the ending a bit more carefully, it yeah. wouldn't be unresolved. But I was reading it quite late at yeah. night, and it, right. uh, but I feel like it's left it fairly. You can make your own mind up, and the reason that works is because it doesn't leave anything else yeah. unresolved. Cool. It solves everything else. It ties it all up neatly. All the characters are are they have an ending? Yeah. Whether that's one they deserve or not, but they have an ending. They're left in a place where the story is resolved. Cool. So I, I really enjoyed it, and I, mm. and it kind of made me think I should probably read more of these types of books. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you'd call them in terms of fiction. They're, they're general fiction. I, the contemporary women's fiction is kind of what they get called. Yeah. They're not chick lit. They're no. not um, people falling in love in sort of a romantic comedy kind of way. Um, but they're not... Um, I don't know, they're not sort of the heavy literary kind of thing of Donna Tartt. No. Or, um, they're sort of just like, a, people just do things sometimes. Yeah, and it's, yeah. It, it's a bit of a thriller, but a bit of a, but a, bit of a lighter yeah. touch to it. I really enjoyed it. It's called The Beloved Girls. Lovely. It's by Harriet Evans. Mm -hmm. And we spoke to her, or rather I spoke to her. You did. Uh, in the week. And uh, there will be an episode coming up later this week in which uh, I, I play back that interview. Lovely. And it was a really good chat, actually. Yes. I had a good time. I look forward to hearing it. I was working while you were doing that. Yes, you were quite rightly busy selling books. Yes, I was. Whilst I was doing, just chatting about books. Schmoozing. Schmoozing. Yes. Love that word. Schmoozing. Yes. Right, we better go before my battery runs out. Yes, get out. I want to finish reading this book. Are you still here? Go. Yes, no, I'm still here because I've still got battery and we need to properly end the podcast. Oh, fine. We can't just leave them hanging. We've got to tell them about things that we're up to. What are we up to? Well, we I've already told them about the podcast. Well, that's true. We've got a, an interview with Harriet Evans coming yes, up. Yes, lovely. It's the end of the month. We're sending out subscription bundles, or we have been. Well, yes, we have, yes. So that's been fun. Some lovely new titles, Winging Your Way. Winging Their Way. Not Winging Your Way. Yes, winging their, their, their way. Yes, anyway, so it's I was now... talking to them. Okay, well, it's now July, um, so we've got lots yeah. of great books coming out this month. We're going to be talking about some more of those in the podcast 
coming up in the next few weeks. Excellent. Um, but we also need to remind people that they can get in contact with us. Where do they do that, Michael? On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Burt's Books. Correct. And they can also email us, Bert at burtsbooks.co.uk. Indeed. And all of the books that we discussed today, the Harriet Evans, Beloved Girls, The Plot, um, and that other one that the I talked day. about, The Last Day. God, well it was done. so long ago. Well um, you can buy all of those at birdsbooks.co.uk. Now, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That way you will never miss an episode. Excellent. Is there anything else I need to tell them, Michael? I don't think so. I'll try and read at least one whole book for next week. Wonderful. Let's leave it there then. Say goodbye, Michael. Goodbye, Michael.